Greetings and salutations, everybody. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. You heard me. Good and savage. And welcome to Full Starts Podcast. Now we're 50% less fat. Really? Have you seen me? <laughs> Who's been on a diet? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at you. Just two Sh- steps away from skeletal. I've been on a phone a year in the last two years. <laughs> Do you know how much wife... Wife? Do you know how, how much, much wife? How much wife? Do you know how much wife my waiters put on me? <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. Reverse it. Nope. Fuck it. We're going with that. <laughs> I've I was like eleven stone when I met my wife. I've put on three. Tell her to get off then. Hey. Doink. It's been a while, hasn't it? Has been a while. Welcome back. We've been on a kind of an unplanned hiatus. Yeah, do we remember our uh, fake podcast personas? Yeah, I do. We're all uh, we're all the annoying one. All the annoying one. <laughs> so, I am the Tattoo Topster Dan. <laughs> oh, On my right. <laughs> I know what I am. It's, it's good fine. alliteration, though. You can't. You... <laughs> it is good alliteration. I can't. I can't like Not support poor. him because it was real good alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> On my right, he's lean, he's mean, and he's a ginger rage machine. It's Lewis. Sure. And on my left, my, our very own version of a Hobbit cross with Jim Carrey, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. The racist crow. <laughs> the racist crow. <laughs> so, I have a question for you guys. If you could put a neon light on your undercarriage, a la a car from, a la a car from, uh, from say, like, Need for Speed, mm-hmm. what colour would it be? Now, I wouldn't put a neon light on the undercarriage of my car. But on your undercarriage? My undercarriage, my personal undercarriage, my gooch. Yep. Yep. Are you including bulls or just the grundle? Just the grundle. Okay. Sure. Just the Nifkin area. Ice blue. Ice blue. Ice blue. Oh, it's classic. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a classic colour. To go with classic, it's either blue or purple or green. And green looks shit, so I think purple. Oh, yeah, no, a green undercarriage. Mm. Fucking like, awful. Like Mace Windu's dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's, what? I, I am lost. See, now I'd go for red, so it always looks like you're shinning into the bowels of hell. Sure, no, that's good as well. Oh, yeah, because it would light up toilet bowl. Yeah, see? Purple's like, good. It's like shitting into a fairy wonderland. <laughs> Although blue is good because it'd be a nice calming effect while you're taking your two-hour shit. Yeah, like pooing into a tundra. <laughs> is there a little long-off button on my grundle? You can You can adjust the brightness from off, <laughs> so I, from off I can, to 11. I can shine it up at the most inappropriate moment. <laughs> you can. <laughs> if you've just had enough of the situation, you can <laughs> drop trowel. Crank that shit up. Just in the middle of a cinema. Yep. <laughs> hey, you'd be real popular at a rave. That's true. This would usually be the point effects? where we roll the podcast intro. Let's do that. Roll ding, podcast, ding, me. Ding, 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 ding. I remember it. <laughs> I'm glad, glad someone did. Right, so we have a Twitter poll that we put out like a month, well, over a month ago over now. Over a month ago, yep. And it was for our sequel pitches to Dumbo. And Lewis, you won. Did I? Yep. Sweet. Dumbo Mumbo Jumbo, which I do not remember <laughs> what the fuck it was about. <laughs> I do. It was about Dumbo having sex with his mum and creating a mumbo. No. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> it was about family virtues and loving and caring it's for your younger family, sibling. And that's what's so great about Even if about they're this. better than you. It's about subverting expectations. Sure. So congratulations. Golf Thank clap. you very much. Golf clap. Golf clap. There we go. And see. Pretentious right. art wanker clicks. I'm doing it at the back of the microphone, so you probably can't hear this. 
So, why are we called Full Starts Podcast? Good question, me. Thanks, me. We like to look at movies that were supposed to have a sequel, and for whatever reason, they just didn't. And I picked Golden Compass last time for yes, us to look at. Yeah. You did. There's no whatever reason with Golden Compass. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason. There is no rhyme, no reason. <laughs> it, it is a... Introduce us to the world of the Golden Compass. It's a troubled movie. Is the best way to put it. So, I'd like to say it was directed by a director, but to be honest, in my research, it was more directed by New Line Cinema right? than, than the actual director. Boy, how does it show? Don't it just? Yeah. And we, I will get into that properly later. But uh, Chris White's mm-hmm. is, the, is the man who directed it. It had a budget of $180 million and it made about 130, sorry, $372 million at box office. Worldwide? Uh, I think so, yes, that yeah. was worldwide. And obviously it was based on the books by... God, what was Philip, Philip Pullman. Pullman. That's it, thank you. I always have trouble remembering his name. And then it's based on a series... Uh, it's, is it a Subtle Night series? I can't remember. It's, it's the Northern Lights. His Dark Materials, that's it. Oh, yeah. What's Northern Lights? So, Northern Lights, Subtle Night. the big green swirly things in the sky. Yeah. And Amber Spyglass. And Amber Spyglass. Golden Compass, Subtle Knife, Amber Spyglass. Yep. So. So. What do you guys think? Op- your, as I often say, your opening salvos, please. Well, you, you, I mean, you, you've said there that this movie was directed by, in essence, the studio New Line Cinema. Yes. And in retrospect, this is the most studio noted directed movie film I've mm. ever come across. It really, really shows that this just didn't have a singular vision running through it at no, all. No, not, not at all. Not at all. It, I mean, we'll go more into it because I have some choice stuff from an interview from the director oh, good, about um, it. Good, good. <laughs> Tell me later. Ashley, what about you? I've seen it a few times before and it was a very plain film. Um, like nothing really to keep the attention. And I wasn't, yeah, it, I, I wasn't so... Annoyed when you selected this because I thought, okay, it's just another boring film. I just have to be through it. But having to look at it, not being able to do something <laughs> else in the background or whatever, you, having to study it, I hated you, you it. You do find your mind going, can I look at anything mm-hmm. else? Anything? Just the wall, the paint dry, and like something, please, interesting. I, I gave up halfway through when. Ian McKellen turned up and went, fucking finally, I'm having a break. <laughs> <laughs> like, and this is the thing with like some, you know, fairly, you know, well, I say some fairly gorgeous scenery, mostly vistas mm. and some, you know, fairly big name actors in the, the movie. You'd think it would oh, hold your like, attention. Everybody is in this movie. Everyone. The vehicles were gorgeous. Mm. The cars, the airships, the, the ships themselves. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Beautiful design. And the bears. I'll get onto the bears, how their armour is impractical as all shit. <laughs> Mine's made from sky metal. We'll get there. So yeah, let's let's go through this movie. Let's let's run this movie down. Right. Okay. What should you never work with, Dan? Uh animals. Hazardous waste. Children. <laughs> Children and animals. What's uh, the first thing we see in this film? The new line cinema logo. Made by children and animals. 
Also, can you tell me, was there a single real animal on this set at any time? I found nothing to say that there was any real animals. Then why didn't they CGI the fucking kids as well? (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather have Polar Express children than the shit we had. We didn't have that technology at the time to CGI children or adults. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. That's something (laughs) that happens in the Polar Express. (laughs) So let let me give you a little bit of a... Little, uh, little bit of tidbit information up the top here. So, your favourite writer, George R. R. Martin, Love once him. cited this movie as one of the reasons he wanted Game of Thrones to be a series, not a film. <laughs> because, yeah, because there's you just don't get anything from this film. They've shoved everything in there. Look how and... well that worked out for him in the end, though. Fan base, Very well. that oh, poor, well... that rabid fan base. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure that the Firefly Flans feel so sad for him. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I'm, we're not here to rag on... Well, I'm not here to rag on George R.R. Martin. Maybe Ashley is, but... So it opens up with kids and their pets, their demons, which is effectively their souls, playing and having fun and, and being jovial. Oh, well, it's kind of... Yeah, it kind <laughs> of leads into a jovial bit, but it's makes us think that they're in genuine danger because they're being yes. chased by a bunch of quote-unquote gypsies. Egyptians. 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 I'm, but we, we all know what they're getting at. I want to start with the... Well, child, ca- child snatches is what they're on about. Oh, no, what they call them. Donglers or... <laughs> Dingleberries. Uh, I want to start with the New Line Grobbers logo. Grass. Yeah, as, okay. Because this movie has... You have the New Line Cinema logo. We have we have it's forty seconds, right? We, I, me and the movie start off on a good on a good foot because it's forty seconds before we're into the movie proper. We get the one logo, we get the title card, we're into the movie, bang, good start. Me and the movie start off on good footing. Okay. That's I just wanted to get that out in the air. <laughs> yeah. Before <laughs> before before the rest of my notes. Before come the roller coaster in. kicks in. Okay. Three minutes and fifty three talking about the children playing. Um somebody says, Don't Billy. <laughs> yeah, I've got that. That's my second note. <laughs> Don't Billy. <laughs> Don't Billy. I'm like mine I've just written here, Master Anakin, what are we going to do? <laughs> it is the same read. It is the same read. But before that we have, like, two minutes of exposition. It's like, yes. you have to go to the thing because this woman says your noble tea. Noble tea? Nobility. No, yeah, sure. Works. No, no, <laughs> noble, no, no noble tea. Noble tea. Your, your oval teen. <laughs> Henceforth, it is noble tea. Your herbal tea. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer Earl Grey, if I'm honest. And now Lord Asriel's come in, and he's, like, important as well. So go and do this thing. Oh, no, here's Billy. Don't, Billy. <laughs> Come on, Millie. <laughs> so yeah, kid not... actors, man. Like you said, like you say, the rules don't think... work with animal or children. But kid actors, when they're when they're great, I think they when are di- fantastic. When directed well, we've we've seen great. what Natalie Portman could do. Yeah, the Portman is very good. The Portman. There's a reason Dakota Fanning was huge in the mid two thousands. She um, was a great kid Lara actress. Wilson, Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm. When they're bad, they're Master Anakin, what are we going to do? And that kid, I think, becomes the main character in Subtle Night. Does he now? I think he does. I mean, I haven't read them since I was eight. 
See, I brought this up on the last one that I kept bouncing off yeah. the books. I found like I'm sure they're they're good books. I just personally I just I just couldn't couldn't get into them. No, I own them, they're on the bookshelf. I've never opened them. Yeah, and as I've probably said before, I've tried going back to this this first book. But it's not as good as Wheel of Time, is it? Oh, it's certainly not. I have a note about a Wheel of Time character later on. <laughs> fucking knew you would. Fucking of course you. <laughs> How many podcasts go by when you keep fucking putting in Wheel of Time references? 9.54 is my next note. Okay. Uh, Lyra asks her flying ferret thing, mm-hmm. what's dust? And I write, it's a good question, but I'll do you one better. What is everything that is happening? <laughs> Who are these people? Why was there a mud fight? What is the magisterium? What is dust? The movie should really start explaining things. Well, we find out what dust is. Do we? When we see a five-minute slideshow of a man waving and then some dust going into an animal and then into him as he continues to wave. And then so into what the is Northern dust? <laughs> dust is basically the particle that comes from different realms. So where there's most dust. Don't you give me the book explanations? No, th- this is give what me I'm the explanations from, from, from the, the movie. So this, you talk, this he's talking the explanations from the movie. Because there fucking isn't one. This is why they had where, to go to Svalbard. Where the, where the Daniel Craig is going to have a drink, and he's like, "No, your drink's poison, Daniel Craig." And no one, no <laughs> one's going to mention that. He's like, "Get in the fucking closet," and they have a meeting about dust. Yeah, because everyone walks in, and then there's spilled drink and glass, and you'd be able to smell that. That would be very pungent. You'd be able to hear it. You're walking on broken glass. And that, that as well. Everyone just ignores it. Yeah. Uh, 1908. Derek Jacobi and Christopher Lee. Hey, Derek Jacobi. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher so, Lee doesn't come back. No, he has. I know. Would you like to? I know. This is my final note of the thing. Of like, I get to the end of the movie. I was like. What happened to Christopher Lee? Why okay. couldn't this film be them? They know how to act. I can answer this for you. Because Christopher Lee and Ian McKellen are in this film. And what uh, came out that New had Line. those two in, that was very, very popular. And also by New Line Cinema. Also by New Line. Mm. It was Lord of the Rings. Never heard of it. Oh, really? Never heard of it. Oh. It's done by this guy That's called Peter Piggy, Jackson. Piggy tries to become king of this island, right? Right. And then they... Kill no, him no, and on. eat him. I got, I got this. This is Muppet's Treasure Island now, right? It's a no. That's when, that's when um, someone has to take a ring. Boom shaka laka laka boom shaka. Yeah, they have to take a ring. Boom shaka laka laka boom No, it was it was written by Peter Jackson, the director of the acclaimed Hobbit series. Okay, lovely. <laughs> yes, that's why Christopher Lee got top billing. Because the hey Lord of the Rings, he got top billing. He got he got top billing in this movie. Yeah, he got top. He's billing. in it for twenty seconds. Does yes. he even say anything? I know. It's all because like hey, these two are Lord of the Rings. This could be a Lord of the Rings, right? Ah, ah, Christopher Lee. Ah, see the movie. But he's like they. Christopher Lee is in this movie and they reveal him so unceremoniously it's just a cutaway a mid shot to Christopher Lee while Derek Jacobi is talking <laughs> yeah he's just sit- so we just get a cutaway to Christopher Lee and a reaction shot before we actually go back to him yes and he says anything Lord of the and Rings and then he never comes back again <laughs> Lord of the Rings is the only reason Christopher Lee is in this with a speaking line and got well 
higher billing than he should have had. It's the only reason. That's it. <laughs> Fuck hell. That's the reason. Has he got the same agent Mark Hamill does? <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome for that. So after the talk and after they're trying to pour poison Lord Asriel, like I find myself blacking in and out of concentration of this yeah. movie because mm. suddenly she's with... Um, Nat- no, you don't find Nat- yourself doing Nat- that. Nat- That's Nat- just Nicole the movie. Kidman. Nicole Kidman, thank you. Who, by the way, was the about the only person that both Philip Pullman and the director actually wanted to have mm. as cast. Like literally everyone else was like, no, we want this person because they're more famous. Yeah. Uh, New Line Cinema were. So this is this is about the only person they were like this this we want for Ooh, this. Let character. me guess, they wanted Kate Blanchett. No, they they wanted Kidman. They wanted Kidman. No, I thought New Line Cinema wanted. You New said... Line Cinema wanted Kidman, but then so did uh, the director and even Philip Pullman. Both went yes. Actually, we're fine with Nicole Kidman. That's who we we picture in the role. Okay. Twenty minutes in. Mm. What a fool I was. Gobblers, <laughs> that's what they were called. Gobblers. Gobblecocks. My note here is, I've no real idea what's happening still at 20 minutes in, but I think I'm enjoying myself. What? <laughs> you think you are? I'd just like some things to come into focus soon. What a fucking idiot <laughs> past me was, eh? What a fucking moron. How old is this girl going to be? Uh, Between the age of... Nine and nine twelve. And nine and twelve. Eighty. Somewhere <laughs> in there. Yeah, somewhere, between, somewhere between nine and, and, and twelve. She fucking kicks a door open. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker's got a spark kick. It's a strong kick, man. I don't care what size you are. But you, not from a standing start. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, when you've got all that child strength built up, you can really channel it into something. Maybe her mum was under a car or something. She had to... Kick the door open to push the car off. 23-24. Lyra asks, what's the Magisterium for? And I, I write, it, yes, <laughs> thank you, movie. Give me answers. Is this when she's with the no Kidman? one answers yes. the question. Okay. Um, no one tells her what the Magisterium is for. Well, they give the official reason, which is, they tell us what to do. It's not Big Brother. It's the Magisterium. Yeah. Oh, what an idiot. But they're, they're essentially the was. theocracy. Yeah, it, it in the book it's like it's an allegory for I think the, the Catholic Church. The yeah. Catholic Church gone too far, but of course you're not going to get this in this movie. You you you, you don't get any of, any of the uh, religious subtext in this movie. It's all stripped out you entirely. Don't get anything in this movie? You don't. Stop. This movie gave me nothing. But that's that's why the the Magisterium, apart from people that we've seen, are dressed like cardinals without their hats. Mm. So um, you notice how things are kind of uh, blurry in uh, in the city, in in Daniel Craig's hometown and, and Lyra's hometown. When when they when she's bumming around with a friend. Do, do you want me to say yes? In in totally real Oxford. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's filmed in Oxford. Okay. Which I don't know if you guys have ever been to Oxford. We drove through Oxford on your we did. We did. and you went up in there. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. I, I've I been there. Be I've been there twice. Yeah. There's um there's stuff there for Harry Potter. There's stuff there about J.R.R. Tolkien. Response by the there's tourist board of Oxford. Some, uh, there's some uh, stuff there about Lewis Carroll. I think it's Lewis Carroll yeah. as well. But strangely enough, they don't mention the Golden Compass here. Hmm. I have a little fact. Um, Oxford Council wouldn't let them film during the day. <laughs> so they had to film at night and they just had to CG the lights in. Right. 
Okay. That's why it looks. That's why if you look at the movie, particularly those those first shots of that city, mm. it looks so bizarre. Okay. It looks so weirdly lit and, and almost like dream sequence, like it's got bloom behind it. Oh. Yeah. So it was like, no, we don't want anything to do with you, really. Just <laughs> fuck. We don't want nothing to do with you. Fuck off. <laughs> Get out of my city. Twenty six thirty is my next note. I don't know if you guys have got anything before here. It's um after Lyra has gone to live with Nicole Kidman. Mm. Uh, my next. And we have note. a montage of her having the time of her life, and then out of nowhere at twenty six thirty, the her little cat ferret flying demon uh, bemoans the fact that they're trapped in the house that it's like a prison. They've all these rules, and there's a room that they can't go in. But we that comes off the back, literally off the back of this scene, this montage of oh, we're having fun. Look at us playing with scarves and eating jelly, and whatever that, else they do. Hairdressers and parties and smiles. Doesn't that, seem like a prison. Seems like she's having the time of her fucking life. That one room is literally like a small office where Nicole yeah. goes in to pick up her bills and then walks out another door and goes, I've got my bills. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. So what? There's a room. It doesn't mean you're in a prison. I've, we've, you've just shown us uh, you at the hairdressers and smiling and I laughing want. and happy and playing and fucking <laughs> jumping on the beds and 90s montage. Yeah, this, this is a problem I think I have with Lyra So disjointed. The in, entire In movie. general, to be honest. Is that it's very much a character of like, I want everything, I want everything now. And if something doesn't go even slightly her way, Don't she throws a fucking fit. How? I want it now. Yeah. Famously by Violette Burrica. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not a fan of that sort of character. No. It, it, it bugs me a lot. It, it bothers me. Well, at the very beginning, they say, you're the chosen one. Here's the golden thing. There you go. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like of course she's gonna have a stick up her ass. I'm Golden Compass. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> no, we want you to be safe. Fuck you. I'm gonna go into danger. I'm gonna ask it about this skull on an hourglass. It looks rad. <laughs> I'm gonna go talk to those bears. <laughs> no, you'll die. <laughs> Fuck you. Hello, strange old man with an airship. Is there candy up there? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Mm, no. <laughs> nope. Right. Well, we we see Daniel Craig. I'm sorry, the Daniel Craig. Yams Bond. We see James right. Bondriguez. You say it right. <laughs> Daniel Craig. Thank you. The Daniel Craig. Carry it's on. Like saying Craig or Craig instead of <laughs> Daniel Craig, Craig is so wrong. Um, yeah, we see him in Svalbard for the second time. So after all this shit, he goes back up to Svalbard. Yeah. And he literally says... Oh, I'm about to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good place to get shot, wink, wink. Yeah. And then, oh, no, oh, I'm getting thank shot. you, Daniel Craig. What's happening now? Oh, he gets shot. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's basically saying, look, I know you may be falling asleep right now. Here's a little bit of action to keep me awake. This whole film was exposition and explaining. But it's not. But there's not exposition. Well, no, 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 no. exposition okay. would be them explaining stuff, and nothing gets explained yeah. ever. It's, it's, it's explaining it to the point of, oh yeah, the the theory of relativity is equals m c squared. Fine, but I don't understand what the m and the c. I don't understand yeah. that. I I know what 
I know that, but that doesn't explain it. Like, 30 minutes, 45, they bring up the gobblers again, and we know that the gobblers are bad, but we don't know what they but are. They introduced the Egyptians at the beginning as being gobblers, so were they pretending to be gobblers? I don't know. Ooh. I don't fucking know. <laughs> they, they bring up the gobblers, and they, 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 they try and imbue so much drama into the fact that there might be gobblers about. It's it's the scene, it's the scene right before she meets Sam Elliott. Mm. Right no, right might be after she meets Sam Elliott, right before she gets saved by the Egyptians. She's getting chased by the gobblers. Yes. Through the streets. Oh yeah. And yeah, she yeah, ends up yeah. in the warehouse. Um well, I've we, been calling them Oh we yo. Oh we yeah. yo. <laughs> but but with less character and less backstory. Yeah. Less everything. They don't even go oh we oh oh we oh 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 they don't even do that. They, they're trying to imbue so much drama into this scene and the fact that they're, oh no the gobblers the gobblers they're gonna go the gobblers are gonna get me run away from the gobblers we don't know what the fuck the gobblers are the gobblers could be fucking Willy Wonka clones and want to take you to the chocolate factory and give you everything you ever wanted <laughs> well as it turns out they do want to take her to the place that she's trying to get to so that she can rescue her friends yeah, but she didn't know Who, she wanted no, to the be gobblers? there that's what the Egyptians want the gobblers and the Egyptians are separate things. Are they? Yeah. Because the Egyptians <laughs> come and save her from the gobblers. At the end, yeah. But at the beginning, they seem to be chum chums until one of them gets captured. I Who know. Knows? Who cares? But nothing gets explained. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what's important is that Lyra joins all the clans together in and one then... big epic showdown. Yeah. And then she has a little talk she at the end. She gets the Egyptians, goes... she gets the airship men, she gets the bears... I'm here with Do you all want to my hear friends. how fucking stupid I was again? Because <laughs> even, even at this point, as angry as I am now, half an hour into the movie, talking about it in retrospect, this no- I'm enjoying the movie. This note. <laughs> I'm enjoying the movie for the most part. I'm enjoying the lore, brackets the little that I've figured out, and the world, and the way the world is built. But the movie feels disjointed, lacking in connective tissue. We're jumping all over the place. You can tell it's based on a fairly hefty book. Um... What else? It, it's a it's a it's a big amount, and it's not something I'd usually say, but I think it needs an extra fifteen minutes up the top. Need an extra fifteen minutes in the first half an hour just for us to sit in the world a little bit more, understand it. Uh, she needs to be rescued by the Egyptians at the forty-five minute mark, which is the same mark that Frodo meets Strider in the theatrical mm. version of Lord of the Rings. Forty-five minutes. Like if you're going to do, if you're going to base a movie off a hefty book. Give us time to, and the world is so fantastical and has all this lore. Give us time to settle it. in. Give us time to settle in. Give us answers. Let us figure yeah. some figure some shit out. Let's sit down. Let's grab a popcorn. Get drinks. Get comfy. Yeah. Because it's when she gets rescued by the Egyptians that the movie sort of actually starts. Yeah, she she moving. gets her golden compass. She's she can read it, which I actually couldn't understand exactly how it's supposed to work. It's got pictures. You point it at and it symbols. It points to a pictures. And then it shows you other symbols and you can interpret that. And then they show you that through well, a no, you have sequence. To, you have to yeah, be special kind of. to be able to understand yeah. She is it. the chosen one. She's the only one who's able to... Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think that she well, said that in the film. I think that was on of, the blurb of the back of the disc that <laughs> said she's the chosen one. I'm coming. Right. But that's not mentioned in the movie, is it? I don't think it is, no. Because I'm pretty sure there's a... There's a point in the movie where they're like, oh, how can you read it? And she's yeah. like, I'm just guessing. 
This, or no, the Egyptians the, are like, don't don't guess. Yeah. Don't guess. Then, you have to actually know. The doctor Egyptian on the boat says, "Oh, I've heard a few things. Here's what you might want to do." Yeah. So, if he knows what to do, why can he? And then not she do? does it, and they're like, "Oh my God, she can do it." Yeah. She can talk. She can talk. She can talk. She can sing. <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. 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 Thank you, guys. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Oh, let's watch Simpsons. Let's stop talking about this shit film. No, let's keep going. We've barely started. I know. We're only half an hour in. We've barely started and we've already had... Her in a city, her go to live with the Portman. Not yeah, the Portman, the Kidman. the Kidman, sorry. The Kidman, my apologies. You know, and, like, like Kid from Doom. And and the Egyptian rescue and she gets the golden compass. Aye, yes. We've had all of that and we're, we've barely started this film. And we have, no, we have no idea what's going on. We've had no. all this and we have no idea about anything. But don't worry, it'll all calm down when she's on the boat and suddenly it introduces some new... Golden scarab things. And suddenly there's witches. <laughs> and witches. Oh, witches. That's... Yeah, Eva Green turns up. Every... Yeah, she does, doesn't she? So, in fact, Eva Green has a fear of heights. Yeah. Oh, she that must this. be good for Dumbo. Yeah, and that's what I thought. Well, I read that, I went... Is she in Dumbo, is she? Yeah. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to fucking throw something at you, but I can't because it's my equipment and I'm not going to fucking... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Right, carry on. Tell me about Eva Green. No, no, you fucking... <laughs> so, Lyra meets this witch on a boat and she's Eva Green. The witch tells her something about somewhere and there's this really odd she's editing like, tell choice. Me, tell me who on this boat I banged. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's she weird. She just goes, oh, you banged that guy? She went, yeah, well done. Yeah, I don't know why she does that. Uh, I don't know to, what to prove that she can read the compass. She's like, "All right, do this," because no one knows this. Okay, fair enough. But the, she, is it the witch tells us some something about somewhere, and we have a really odd editing choice where it like dips to black and back in again on the place, and then dips back out again to Eva Green and Lyra, mm. and then back to black and back in again on the place and out again and in again. And it just seems, it feels like it was an attempt to try and inform. <laughs> a confused audience of something they should know for later, but I don't think it ever actually comes into well, play later. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about and the editing later for this as movie. Well. The, dip, mm. the dip in and out just feels cheap, and it's not a technique that we see anywhere else in the movie. You, you said that when Lyra leads, leaves Oxford, the film starts moving, but it moves very juttery. It's got like five and ten oh, minute it's segments. So, it's so, like a drunk stumbling yeah. out of the pub. Yeah, and just big and in those... strides at random intervals. <laughs> you know it... what it feels like? It feels like we have a scene and then real missing. Back in on a new scene. I mean, kind of. If you were then to go back and replace that reel with something subpar afterwards, because it would be like, okay, she's on the boat and she has to get to Svalbard. So when she's on the boat. I feel like that's the only location name you know Oxford. <laughs> oh, sorry, my mistake. Um, she's on the boat. She's got to get to. You Shadow keep saying Man. it like you're trying to impress us. <laughs> oh, look at me! I know location name in the movie. Fuck you, actually. It's a fucking get off your islands. Island. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh. not wrong. It is far, <laughs> Fuck, 
Fuck both of you. It's what? <laughs> you Sval- heard me. Svalbard. She's got to go to North Norway, right? Svalbard. 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 Mjolnir. <laughs> Get on with your point. <laughs> Jesus. Well, no. I put in this little spill... Wait, is Svalbard the location in the movie or the lo- the real place in real life? Both. It is a real place. Okay. It's an <laughs> island north of Norway. So, whoa. Well, it on. also what? exists so in these, this universe. These aren't fantasy locations. These no. Are, the college... These are just... This is just alternate universe. Yes, yes. Because we see our universe in the dust cloud. Fuck me, I hate this film. So the college in Oxford is Jordan College, which doesn't exist. It's based on another college in Oxford. Carry on with your point. Tell Tell me about Svalbard. Um, I hate this movie. Yeah, basically me talking about Svalbard is more information than you would have got on the boat saying why you need to go there and who these people are. And what the fuck these flying scarabs are. They're just... Things happen. And then they tell you what just happened. And you're like, I don't... This isn't how you tell a story. No, it's really not how you tell a story. And the Because worst, it doesn't tell a story. And we'll get to it, but the worst bit is when they introduce Ian McShane. Hmm. Because yeah, I remember so him being it, a big thing. And he was there for two minutes and then not... Talking of introducing people, yeah, like... 49 minutes, all right, fuck me, Sam Elliott's in the film now? Is there anyone who isn't in the movie? And then at 51 minutes, I'm surprised, because Ian McKellen shows up as a fucking bear. (laughs) It's like, look, look, who needs a paycheck? Do you need a paycheck? Do you need a paycheck? Sam Elliott, do you need a paycheck? You always need a paycheck, buddy. Come on, I'll give you you some food. Personal message to Sam Elliott. (laughs) Hey, Sam Elliott. (laughs) You know they're doing a Wheel of Time TV series, yeah? You should cast yourself as Tom Marilyn. Should cast himself. <laughs> you heard him. Yeah, just, <laughs> just shows up on set. Just, just, just do that. Talk, let him turn, turn up. Talk. Turn up. Like they're gonna call you anyway because you're fucking nailed on for Tom Marilyn because you're fucking awesome for that. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Make sure your agent or me just tells you that it's going on, like I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> you got your little stomach on you. Oh, that's jizz. <laughs> <laughs> You have some shit on the end of your nose. <laughs> it's more what I was, more what I was getting that chocolate cheese, as I call it. Oh. <laughs> so well, now you know which one of us is into scat play. Fifty-one, fifty-two. Ian McPolar Bear drinks booze out of a bucket. Yep. And all I can think about when he's doing that is, I'm sorry, holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. You need. I'm sorry. We need to refer to him by his name that he is called in the movie, which is Unique Unique Bearison. Okay, sorry. Unique Bearison. No, no. Unique Unique Bearison. I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Too bad, because they keep telling you his fucking name repeatedly. And yeah. I don't get that, what they're supposed to be about. When he turns his up name is the... Unique Unique Bearison, and you fucking say it full. When he turns up at the end for the big fight, Lyra says his name, but it sounds like she's saying, Yay, yay. <laughs> it's so shit. <laughs> See, he drinks out the bucket. I think holidays are coming, holidays are coming, right? And then I'm worried that when when they actually go to the Iceland, <laughs> it's, as with the polar bears, it's all I'm going to be able to think about. <laughs> See Coca-Cola trucks rolling in the back. Sorry, Schmoke Schmola trucks then, uh, rolling in the background. <laughs> 
like clockwork, one hour, two minutes, 50 seconds. Oh, it's Coca-Cola. The polar bear is running through the snow with Lyra on his back over the vistas. And I'm thirsty. Is it Christmas yet? Can we sing the pokes? <laughs> I'll be Kirsty McCall. You're a bum. You're a punk. You're an that I'm trying with an air gun, guys. That's driven up. You scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, lousy faggot. Happy Christmas, you're a I pray God it's our last. I can't run over by a speedboat. Oh, what a depressing thing to say. You didn't have to bring up. You didn't have to bring that up. I mean, there's people out there who won't know, and they really should look into. Fuck's sake. She's not, yeah. she's not a huge entity. No, but, but still... they, she t- t- did some wonderful work and people need to know about her life story. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Fine. It so, was. Yes. So it was very uncouth. So the witch. I so I need to, <laughs> I need to recap because I blacked out again in this film. No, Dan, you didn't black out. That is just how the movie plays. No, because no, the witch you paid attention up, to everything. Told him, go get a Sam Elliott. Go get a bear. Get on this airboat. Drink some Coca-Cola. Drink some Coca-Cola and go to the ice. Yes. Okay. Play hockey. Right. And then she fucks off to where the polar bears are and talks some bollocks to the polar bear king there. She gets caught by the Samoyeds. No. Before that, she finds Billy, who doesn't have his animal demon. It finds Billy in a shack in the middle of the frozen lakes. They're in the snow and they get attacked by a group of someone. Uh, Question, how did he get out to that shack in the middle of nowhere? I don't know. Uh, There's 45 minutes left in the movie and I am none the wiser about anything. The evil child base and the polar bear base are like 100 foot apart by the sounds of things. The way this movie plays out (laughs) in these next couple of scenes, it's like they're next door neighbours. Well, they they say when we get to the child base... One's 10, one's 12. Yeah, I was watching this on public transport a lot of this and I had to look around at this point just to see if I'd got a contact high from someone because <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I couldn't pay any attention to it. It's fu- it's confusing. It, this, like, I, mean, I know a lot of this movie is confusing anyway, but this particular, this last bit, because I forget how this sequence goes. She finds Billy. Yep. And then she... She brings him back to the Egyptians and then they get attacked by ice people. Woo! <laughs> they travel in lines. <laughs> the ice. Oh, what? Basically, the Siberian Russian hunters, the yes. samovars or the samoyeds. Right. Okay. One of those is an actual real thing. Right. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then they take her to the king. And I've got two notes that basically say, "I'm, I'm out. I've checked out here." Because. <laughs> One of them is like, right, I've got zero interest in what's going on. I remember there was a bear fight with... Now, the bear bloke, fight... Wait, hang on. I'll hey. let you, I'm going to let you finish. Right. But a bear fight was one of the greatest bear fights of all time. It was. Specifically, that's my memory of it. Bear it's fight. It's a good bear fight. Where he gets his jaw punched off and it hits the camera. I know, right? <laughs> this is a kid's film when he fucking punches a bear's face off. And kids getting ripped from their demons. And then... Just to accentuate that, I went to become king of the bears. You need to be called Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah, like that's that's the one good scene in the film. Yeah, is the fucking deadly uppercut. Yeah, is the but Johnny Cage is a bear. A I bear like, Johnny Cage is another bear. I like the way that they fight like animals as well. Yes, 
which is why do they have that fucking armor? Because it's full plate armor on their backs, <laughs> and they fight. They're hitting each other's fronts. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and they're soft tummies as well. Yeah. Some of them have chainmail and leather armor around the front, but they just go for the side. Yeah. It's, yeah. Who are they fighting against? Fun fact. If, yeah. I don't think we've made it clear enough that Ian McKellen Bear punches Ian McShane Bear's fucking jaw off. <laughs> yeah. So question. How, I wonder how popular that is as a, as a move amongst the bears. So, do they not have draw armor to protect? Mm. You know, from getting from getting a, an unnecessary dental plan happen to you. Do bears have blacksmiths? Um, hmm. that's a good question actually, because <laughs> he says his his sky armor, armor was forged from sky metal. Yeah. So, Ian McKellen Bear beats Ian McShane Bear. Yeah. And is now king of the bears. Yep. Including the cares. So he has control of the army. Yeah. Which he doesn't use. Which he doesn't use. He takes Lyra alone to take on the bad guys head on. Yeah. I reckon that had to be a CGI thing. So I seem to remember in the book that there was a huge... The whole war bear thing was huge in the book. Mm. Like, mm. leading up to that fight was immense. I remember that. Yeah. And well, I'm I mean, pretty sure he uses the fucking army of bears at his well, disposal. Well, you would, wouldn't you? You've got yeah. an army of bears. Well, you know, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me because, like, the hardest thing they had to animate was the um, was Nicole Kidman's monkey. That was apparently very difficult to animate because it has a lot, of, yeah. a lot yeah. of movement had to go into it. So it wouldn't surprise me if to cut back on animation and budget, they just didn't put the bears in. It no, also or, or, the new, or New Line just said, "No, fuck you. That's stupid. Don't put the bears in." And the animation is impressive. Fur. Is a really hard thing to animate, and it looks they do they do look for the most part pretty good. I wouldn't say there's any standout, you know. Oh, that looks awful. There's none of that going on in this film. No, I mean, a lot of money a lot of money was sunk into the into the effects. That is true. I will give you that. But you do get the witches. In hold the big on, fight. hold on, hold on. One hour and twenty. Oh, sorry. We we've got to deal with the uh, the evil child base. Yeah, Lyra gets captured, and they. Mm. Put her and the talking ferret into a machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they lock her in and do something with the dust that makes her grow up. It's played really emotionally, emotionally with like the big dramatic music and the muted sounds and she's crying and she, the actress here is doing a good job. And it'd be really quite effective if I had any clue what the fuck was going on. Well, okay, so if your demon effectively equals your, your soul, that's sort of roughly the idea, right? It's your soul, which one? That it, it's sort of it's the other part of you know the the other part of you that makes you you, which is made of sweet sweet dust. Yeah, and like there's there's a lot of dust surrounding kids. And you can punch ones. the demon. You can punch your demon, and it'll punch you as well. So yeah. if, what if yeah. some, what if somebody had like an insect demon? Yeah. If you, I you're... if I stepped on their demon, would you get squashed? Yeah. yeah. If that if that insect died, you'd be dead. Sounds like a design flaw. It's, it's kind of fucked up. Like I do remember this from the books where it says it is considered disgusting to touch someone else's demon. Mm. It said like that's a really fucked up thing to do in the universe. No, they they explain that in like oh, the first very like first five minutes of the film where oh I wouldn't do that. That's almost as bad as touching someone's demon with your bare hands. Crossing this gate is worse. Than touching someone's demon with your bare hands. So, 
they went, oh, okay. here's some law, fucking shoved at you. But really Cause nothing. Because I, I remember the book was more like, don't you fucking... I remember the, the book, of, well, clearly the book did it way better, but I remember the book being a lot more like, if you do this, you're effectively, you know, Satan and Hitler rolled into one. Okay. But here's the I thing. Remember, I can imagine it being rather sensual between two consenting partners and their consenting demons. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? You could, you two you could get, tickle you two a ferret. Actually, no, this, this brings up a good question. When two people are getting it on in this world, do the demons have to sit there and watch? Or are they, they also can't... getting it on in another room? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if, the, if the demons get it on with each other and you're just watching Bargain Hunt, <laughs> yeah. you just, do you just, do you just jizz in your pants? You just come off yourself. Because <laughs> think about it, the demons can't be too far away from, from unless you're a witch's unless demon you're, unless you're a witch's demon so yeah they've got to be in the room <laughs> I would I would love to have sex in this universe that's why no one actually spends time with their children anymore because they remember what it took to make them <laughs> go go away go be with the Egyptians or something everybody has one for a good reason <laughs> now you guys keep referring back to the book You've read parts of it. Remember the, the little I it. remember, and it's it, it's been a while. Having to read, having to have read the books, should not be the 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 level at which you have to go into this film. No, it no, should not stand alone. Having to oh, you should have read the books is not an excuse. If you like this film, fine. Why? Is probably because you've read the books and maybe understand a bit more about what's going on. It's not. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And I, I can imagine. I'm just anticipating, like preempting people. All right. Well, if you'd read the books, you'd know. Shouldn't have to read the books, mate. I will give you a spoiler. The the responses from the fans is pretty much not what you think. It's not. You should have read the book, and we love this movie. Okay. All right. It's probably. The people making this film should have read the book because we love this movie. <laughs> hey, do you work for New Line Cinema too? <laughs> um, you were saying that whole separation of the soul thing was very emotional scene, Lewis. Mm. No, because she, <laughs> Lyra cannot do emotion. Everything she did was deadpan. And I think during that separation scene, there was this big kind of CGI blue wave effect. Yeah. And I think that specifically went over her face <laughs> because I mean, ev you're very everything she does was, oh, no, a thing is happening. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we just had a dead-eyed stare of like, oh, no, myself. Well, just looking directly <laughs> at the camera. What am I going to do? <laughs> so she gets saved from this contraption by... Her mummy! Oh, shit, we didn't even bring that up. Nicole Kidman's her mother and Lord Asriel's her daddy. Yeah, but what sort of daddy? Yeah. Let's go to Gay Corner with Lewis. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. what, what sort of daddy is... What sort of daddy is Daniel Craig? Oh, he's, he's daddy AF. He's probably a muscle daddy. He goes to the gym, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, Daniel Craig with up. beard or without beard? With beard. See, I thought with beard when I saw him with beard. Then he shaved, and then I saw him without beard. Now I just think I like him regardless. <laughs> <laughs> is he your daddy? <laughs> Could well be. Okay, so we're glad we've established that Daniel Craig is incredibly attractive. I'm sorry, the Daniel Craig. Oh, I thought it got away with it. Yeah. Sorry, I said it wrong. I, ap I apologise, <laughs> listeners. 
Yeah, so she she comes in and saves him from the the evil machine scary place that explodes. Yeah. And then I black out again. What happens after that? And then well, the rest explained. of the building explodes. Does the rest of the building explode? No. I don't yeah. Does it? Yeah, because <laughs> they all have to escape. Listeners, don't no, watch this movie. No, that's just because the army turned up. No, I'm sure it's exploded. Because Lyra goes back into the machine room and flips all the switches into reverse. But I've already said I a, wasn't paying attention. Presses a button <laughs> and it makes the whole building start to explode. So I'll be she honest, knew how to operate machine You could have said anything then and I would have <laughs> had to have believed you because it, it's not coming back to me. I remember and then she put a green jelly bean up her nose and that gave her the power of flight. <laughs> I remember an explosion and then I remember fighting in the snow. Those, that's the next thing I remember. Yes, there is there is fighting in the snow, and witches come back uh, because remember they were here. <laughs> There's a big old fight where the bad baddies are trying to grab the children to take them back into the exploding building. I guess <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's very bad. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think the film explains why they need the dust. No, it doesn't. No, no the film doesn't. explains nothing. And I will ever. And I'm I pretty will... sure they use it in the book as like an energy source and/or will... a way to get to different. I, I thought the dust that. was right. a drugs allegory. <laughs> what? What's some dust? What's some dust? Made yeah. from pure child because soul. Because like during during the soul during the Christopher dust is people. <laughs> during the Christopher Lee Derek Jacoby scene, they're all like, "Oh, we have to teach the children about the dangers of dust." I was like, oh, drugs allegory. Oh, yeah. And it's not, is it? It's soul soul juice. <laughs> Winners reckon, don't do dust. I reckon that scene was just filmed like two months after the rest of the film. <laughs> they just went, hey, Chris Lee's in town. Fucking yes. <laughs> it was filmed the same way he did his scenes for The Hobbit on a green screen with no one else. Way after the fact. <laughs> no, he was just having a formal dinner party and they just fucking put a camera down and just, just went, can you say these things? How much are you paying me? Just I'm put not... one of those like cheap spy pens, spy <laughs> yeah. camera pens in the, in the plants. So what you get from the, the bookshop, uh, book, uh, book day. Yeah. Uh, things. So my next note is about the end of the movie. Mm. It's an, one hour, 43 minutes and zero seconds. It's It's just a reaction to the end of the movie, which I will try to recreate for you now. Uh, Dan, if we could just add the final 15 to 20 seconds of the movie here for the full effect. Okay. We'll let that play out. Need dust. I want to know what dust is. Maybe we're supposed to go to that other world with my father and find out. That's an awful lot to sort out. Well, who else is going to do it? Besides, we're in this together now. Yeah, suppose we are. You reckon it would do any harm to get some sleep now? Go on, then. We'll set things right. We will. You and me and Yurik and Serafina Peckler and Mr. Scoresby and my father. We'll set it right, Pan. Wait. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you 
can't end a movie like that. You can't end a movie on a note like that where you've resolved precisely fuck all, unless you're Lord of the Rings, where you already know you've already shot the next fucking movie. What do you mean they didn't rescue James Bond? <laughs> and then I hate the credits song as well. It's like Enya humming to herself while doing the washing up. It's, Dan, play some of that fucking end credits music as well. Because it's nonsense. <laughs> what the fuck was this movie? What happened to Christopher Lee? Where are our lives? If there is no dream. <laughs> no, I, that, that was thought, my reaction to the end of the movie. That was a perfect way to wrap up. I've never seen a film do it so well. It's just, and now I'm here with all my friends: Eva Green, Sam Elliott, <laughs> a, bear, a bear, and no one will stop us because we have the power of friendship. But it just ends. It just yeah. ends like, right now, let's go and save Daniel Craig. You know what? I guess we. The golden compass. You know what, guys? We really are the golden compass. <laughs> but it wasn't even that. He didn't even get that. Like he did. But it did a 1980s freeze frame. Fine end. But it didn't end. It just sort of just sort of pitted out. <laughs> yeah, it just stopped. Like it's just like right. Just, well, there's your movie. Fuck like off. like the, the 1970s frame. animated Lord of the Rings. So we just run out of money. So now the movie ends. <laughs> Imagine if it was a freeze frame though. At the end of the fight, they just do a jump and they stop over a mound of dead polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> Simply the best. Dude. Oh my God. I mean, genuinely, they were so, it's so it's so fucking brazen of them. To end the movie that way, where nothing has been resolved, they've just—they've sort of set up some plot points, and machinations. They've got their for Fellowship the rest. of the Ring now, and now they can go to more. But Fellowship of the Ring stands on its own. But they've got their Fellowship nine of the Ring riders. has a beginning, a middle, and end. It's two towers that sets up stuff for the next movie. But they shot all three of those back to back, and they knew that they were releasing all three regardless mm. this movie they shot this one and hoped to god that it'd work and it fucking didn't and they you know that it, it didn't and new line knew that it didn't because they kept getting involved so why the fuck would they let it end like that well i'm shocked <laughs> and appalled i have answers for you good i'll have to give them to you after our sponsor oh after our sponsor indeed good Oh wait, no, we have a podwife, don't we? <laughs> Usually. Usually. We haven't we haven't done Why this. Why did I while. say sponsor? Oh, you you love sponsors, guys. Yeah. can we leave mm. the really long awkward pause there while we all figured out what was going Can we leave that in? <laughs> yeah, sure, we'll leave that in. Uh right. Uh I say podwife. We haven't done this in so long we haven't got a podwife. Uh we don't have a podwife this month. We I haven't we, I haven't bothered to find anyone. So how about we just big up uh Podcoin for a minute? Uh in an effort to shamelessly publicize them and in turn promote ourselves it's I, it's how most of our new subscribers here hello found us hey, i everyone. assume we were a bonus podcast on those on what a Podcoin. great way to come back to them not so long ago i know isn't it just um podcoin is it's it's an app basically it's a podcast listening app but 
everything you listen to, you earn pod coins for. You get you get one pod coin for every ten minutes you listen to, or if you listen to a bonus pod coin, you get two and a half times that. Or if you um, if you have a streak of listening, you can get two coins for every ten minutes, and you know you accumulate these coins and point these coins you can transfer over for prizes or if you're less selfish and don't want like amazon vouchers or starbucks vouchers you can trade them in for charity things so you can donate a certain amount of pod coin to remove co2 from the environment or or buy clothes for people in impoverished countries or whatnot it's 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 a great app it, it has become my um podcast app of choice and I'd like to just point out full disclosure: we're not actually sponsored by them or anything. Oh this no, 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 is, no, this no! This is no, just no. off our own backs. We, just, Lewis thinks they're good. This, yeah, this, no, this is this is. I'm, I'll be candid with you. It's shameless, so we can be a bonus podcast on them. But <laughs> I true. do genuinely enjoy, you know, genuinely enjoy the experience. I have I've removed some CO two from the environment myself. You're Wait. welcome, world. <laughs> okay, so are we going to take a short break? I have a question for you guys. What? Charlie's Theron vehicle had a character that had literal hands for feet. I'll give you the answer when we come back. The return to us. Hold your answers until after the break. Okay. I'm going to Google it during the break. Me? Go to the north. North? It's cold up there. They got this poison gown right. And it burns you alive. Rubbish. Hand him over. It ain't rubbish. I'll prove it. I'll steal it. You can have Roger, as long as you try it on. Look, Pan, it says I mustn't let Mrs. Coulter get hold of it, or we'll all die. I will not have my niece slithering round like an alley cat. Behave yourself. If you do not obey me, you will have an argument which I will win. The ferry is about to go. See you later, then. OK. Yay! Welcome back. Podcoin! Do you have a... <laughs> An answer to my question. The question I posed was, what Charlie's Theron vehicle had a character with literal hands for feet? Chicken run. Nope. Uh, Not a movie, but she was in series three of Arrested Development and in series five, Buster gets a foot where his hand should be. (laughs) That's interesting, but no. Technically right as well, if you don't, if you discount the movie part. I guess so, but this is a movie. It was Aeon Flux. <laughs> yeah, the looks <laughs> you guys are giving me are like, what? No, I know I know Aeon Flux. Well, yeah. I've never seen Aeon Flux, but I, I know it. If I remember correctly, it was um, Sophie Okonedo's character had literal hands for feet. I'll let you draw your own conclusions on that. I just want to bring it up because I watched Aeon Flux recently. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this film? Oh, you love your live-action remakes of classic Japanese anime, don't you? <laughs> Actually, I think that. Hey, on Flux is American, isn't it? I have no idea. It's MTV, I think. All anyway. I'm, all I know is that film was awful. Anyway, uh, while Podcoin weren't a sponsor, we do have a sponsor. She's outside, so I'm just going to go. Here we go. I'm just going to go and get her. Uh, Here we go. Do you want to come in now? Hey guys, how's it going? Yes, and oh. hi, I'm I'm Marjorie Meal Meal Deal Marjorie. Meal Deal Marjorie. I'm Meal Deal Marjorie. Okay, and 
What do you have for us this month, Mildew Marjorie? Let me Is tell you a, a bit about myself before I tell you a bit about my company. I'm 42, mother of six. I have the same Tesco meal deal lunch for every day. Chicken, bacon, stuffing, blue Doritos, and a diet Fanta. They don't do the stuffing every day. They, only they, do they absolutely do. No, they do. Chicken and do bacon they? with stuffing. It's great. Okay. Best meal deal. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about my vaccination shield. Yes, and... <laughs> right. So, obviously, the government is trying to poison us by injecting our children with fish bones. <laughs> which we all know is a choking hazard. So, I've invented the vax shield. <laughs> it's a small... Battery-operated device runs on 6D batteries. That's it. 6D batteries? Yeah. Wow. And you attach That's one like to each 59. of your child's limbs. So when the nurse tries to stab your baby, you flip the switch, and it violently shakes each of the child's extremities, making it impossible for the nurse to inject the child without snapping the needle. <laughs> Ding dong, vaccination free child and a malpractice suit against the NHS, as you guys would say. Bosh. Any questions? No, we say nuhus. How did you get into my country and how do I deport you? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Marjorie. Thank you for your time. Every day in new ways, so, I lose the will to uh, live Lewis. a little so bit was, more. That was Meal Deal Marjorie and her vaccination shield. Obviously, we don't. You know, we can't condone everything we sponsor. Well, we should. But, you know. Lewis, how, how did you meet? Me and Marjorie? Yeah. <laughs> I can get Marjorie back in to tell you the story. No, no, you, no, to tell no you don't need to do that. <laughs> you don't need to do that. She, she's gone by now, surely. Well, oh no, is that her under the bus? <laughs> oh no. I met her at the local GP's vibrating children. <laughs> So she's very wrong when you put it that way. <laughs> she was just, she was just testing out the vac shield. Yeah, you know, she hadn't she hadn't done it, didn't have a working prototype yet. Right. So she was just in the so office, you went, shaking it. them by the arms. Right. And you uh, went. I've got a podcast about films. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to put was, some batteries in that and then come over? Yeah. She said, "I no, I listen. She's a she's a subscriber. Oh, she, she recognised you by sight, did she? Yes, yeah. She she put voice to face. <laughs> That's right. She knew who I was. She what? did she they all hear you shouting in the doctor's office? Okay, <laughs> fucking this brother. I was I was at the GPS. Yeah, telling everyone." How bad Doom is. Because <laughs> that's what you had to go to the GPs to tell them how bad And then Doom they is. all started shaking Same way I spend every Monday. Okay, because obviously, you know, different people at GP each Monday. It's not always going to be the same people. They all need to know how bad Doom is. And she was there violently shaking children as young as, you know, one month. <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you want to? You know, she, do you want to come and sponsor our podcast? She was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought she was dead. That was her death, death groans, death groans. <laughs> so. Dan, tell us about <laughs> the film. So, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll start telling you about it now. So, 
obviously this was a failure this movie and to be honest with you it's kind of hated by a, lots of different groups now the book has a lot of religious subtext in it as i said earlier the uh the ministry is effectively the catholic church gone awry and then, then the books deal a lot with religious theming and, and subtext and whatnot now new line said none of that please none of that and cut a lot of that out of the film now obviously a lot of fans of the books were not happy so philip pullman himself wasn't happy uh but also on top of that a lot of religious groups were not happy saying that this is there's a lot of hate speech against god for this movie so quite there was a few groups that basically just straight up hated this film now you said earlier as well that the ending it just fucking ends yeah it just suddenly ends well there is more there is meant to be more there is more to the book there is a proper conclusion to the book okay and so i'm going to i'm going to read it to you it is spoilers for the book if you the whole the book. book no not the Settle whole book. in <laughs> i'm just going to read one. a synopsis of of the ending okay so Lyra, Yorick, and Roger continue on with to Svalbard. They head off. They carry on to Svalbard mm. to go rescue Asriel, or yeah, Asriel. It is Asriel. James oh Bond. Oh my God! It's the it's a demon name, Ooh. Asriel. <gasps> that just cl- anyway. It all falls into place now, doesn't it? I know. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Still none anyway, the wiser. So he's um, he's uh, con- starting to continue his dust research in exile. Uh, he tells Lyra all he knows of dust. They has spawned parallel universes. It is somehow connected to death and misery, and then the church believes it is the physical basis of sin. Uh, he plans to visit the other universes and destroy the source of dust. Suddenly, he severs Roger from his demon, killing Roger, but releasing an enormous amount of energy that tears a hole in the northern lights to a parallel universe through which he walks. Because Azrael believes dust is a force of evil, the devastated Lara decides that perhaps it is really a force for good. Found to stop her father, she and Pan, her demon, pass through the opening in the sky. And that's that's how the first book ends. Now, originally, those three chapters were going to be, or those last few bits were going to be in the movie. But New Line Cinema mandated a happy ending to the film, so they got removed. And they were going to be moved to the sequel, The Subtle Knife, mm. to basically give it the best possible opening. He also said that he wanted to have the next ones be a lot closer, to the, much closer to the books, and less, less feel like they were just, like it was just like completely defanged, as it were. Mm. So, as for... You know, I'll give New mm. Line... I'll give New Line the happy. Mm. As for the ending, wasn't a fucking ending, was it? No, no, it wasn't an ending. So, Not an ending at all. Screw the pooch there. So, um, and so quite a few years after, well, some years after the film's release, uh, Chris White's revealed that the movie ended up being a terrible experience for him. And pretty much, because since pretty much New Line Cinema was constantly interfering with, with the movie. Uh, White's original script had a much slower pacing, allowing for more world building, character development and exposition. However, the studio forced him to scrap a lot of what was not immediately essential to the plot, which, when you are finished this, it will become immediately obvious why mm-hmm. a lot of this movie is the way it is, uh, as well as tone down the religious subtext. They also overruled several of his casting decisions and took over the editing to get the running time under two hours. This decision deci- feels... necessitated reshoots 
and a major rearrangement of several other scenes to make the film coherent again. (laughs) (laughs) But one, it feels much longer than two hours. In the the same way that Endgame feels much shorter than three hours, this feels much longer than two. And number two, coherent. (laughs) Yeah. They spent money on reshoots trying to make it coherent. And spectacularly failed. Yeah, yeah, that that's what they did. That is what they that is what they did to make this movie supposedly coherent. Fuck me. And that is that is a tale of why studios really shouldn't interfere that much. There's a certain level of interference they should they have to do, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when they go too far, you get this. And even White, even though he is a fan of the books, he didn't get to make the movie he wanted. No. So that's why this movie is is so jangled and jargled. And there were plans, plans for sequel. As I said, they would have been based on the second and third book, the subtle knife and amber spyglass. Thank you, amber spyglass. The other one. Um, let's see. So, in a, an interview, in interview, uh, Eva Green gave. She said the sequel uh, was set to be filmed in September of two thousand eight. Obviously, that didn't happen. And then there was uh, White told a Japanese no- newspaper, and forgive me if I don't say this right, uh, the Daily Yomimori. Mm. I've no idea if I pronounced that right. He said he still had hope no, for, the film, yeah. for the film. Yeah, for the film. He remarked that in 2011, uh, due to the first film's poor sales, there probably wouldn't be any sequels afterwards. Uh, in, in October of 2008, the, obviously any sequels and potentials were put on hold indefinitely. Now, in November of 2015, BBC announced that it would be making a TV series adaptation of the books. Of course, that was 2015. We're four years later. Yeah. And nothing. Until the other day, mm-hmm. when I one of you posted up in our, in, a, in, a, in our chat about how the Northern Lights is getting series and they dropped a, a trailer for it. You mm-hmm. say the other day, I saw this trailer months ago. I don't know why oh, the internet ago. are a blaze about it now. Because it it's the same trailer I saw back in well, you February know, time I think. you know why they're pushing it now because <laughs> Game gives... of Thrones has ended uh, yeah yeah to be honest if they'd have released around Game of Thrones it would have just killed that series that series would have died in the water I, 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 I will watch the series because I mean the series got a great cast number one yeah I think it's on Amazon number two like I, I yeah I mean like I said up, up the top of this movie I was I was sort of enjoying it. I was interested. I was intrigued. Well, I would it, like to know more. And getting, you know, given that the series is going to have an expanded runtime, and it, hopefully done right and do the books justice, I, I'm I'm interested in checking it out. I, I will. Well, see, it it starts out. Although your explanation of the ending of the first book left me stone fucking dry in my pants. <laughs> Didn't well, get me wet he didn't at all. appreciate Asriel killing a kid so he could walk into a, a parallel world. Who the fuck is Roger? He's um oh yeah he's the, Lyra's friend. The other shit kid. He's, he was the other kid that Lyra rescued. Right, but the whole the uh, I mean yes if I you know. Do you know what to be fair? If it's expanded have, upon and you know built upon, but your explanation had... of the ending, the dust is evil, but also good, and also opens parallel worlds, and that. Eh. Oh yeah, if, it's going to be on HBO, so yeah, no wonder they started. <laughs> Another reason to keep your subscription, maybe not really. Westworld. 
gives a fuck. That's why three's not coming out to like two years. Twenty twenty. Yeah, it <laughs> feels like two years. Ah, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, if you wanna, if you watch this movie and you thought there was a good story in there somewhere, then go read the books. I'm, I'm sure they're really good, and you've got two sequels, so enjoy away to your heart's content. But leave the movie be. Don't even bother with it. Yeah, I mean, the books have, must have something going for them because they're, they're, they're not, they're not insignificant lot, books. They're, no, there's a lot of fans that are, that are really, really into this book. Uh, these books, I should say. So, yeah, I would honestly say go check them out. Give the, give the writer some love. I'm but, not going <laughs> to. Anyway, all that aside, I want to know what your sequels would be to these movies. And Ashley, you go first. Okay. I wonder if I picked you every time. I don't know. I think it's because you got a thing for me. Lewis, do you want to go first instead? <laughs> no, I want Ashley go first. I've got a thing for him. <laughs> okay, Ashley, you go first. Oh. Right. It it may become clear that I don't think it wouldn't. It wasn't a great idea to write this pitch immediately after seeing the film because I wasn't <laughs> filled with such love for it. <laughs> oh, but upon reflection, start. your love has only grown. You, we can say that. That's one way of putting it. Um, I've called it the subtle amber spy knife. <laughs> subtle amber spy knife. Just, you know, we don't need two films, just one. We'll truncate it, sure. Yeah, well, they managed to shove this one book into one film, so why can't they shove two books into one film? They did it fine the first time. Yeah, and if we can shove two books into one film, why not make one book three films? Exactly. This is the sort of logic that we love. Yeah. Oh, hey, Peter Jackson. Sorry? Not Peter. You hate, Pe- you hate Peter Jackson? <laughs> it's harsh. Right. So one character turns to another and says, we should go and find the amber spy knife. <laughs> It'll help stop bad people from doing bad things. The other character says, yes, <laughs> because my stepmom's cousin is the only person who can use the knife since the magical event. And then another character turns up out of nowhere and says, Yes, the magical event. I am your stepmom's cousin, and here is the knife. And then bad people turn up, and <laughs> everyone gets in a big fight at the end. Okay. Does it have a title? <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah, the, the oh, Amber the, Spy uh, Knife. The Amber Spy the, Knife. The, the, the Amber Spy Knife. The Amber Spy Knife. Do you want me to go next, or do you want to go next, Lewis? You decide. I'll tell you what I'll go next. So, Save the best to love. Uh, I've written, Lyra and co. head to Lord Asriel and his keep, intent on helping him. When they get there, they tell him what happened and they show him the golden compass. Uh, they hand it over to him to examine, but he suddenly kills Roger. <laughs> Who? <yeah. laughs> Using the dust. I feel like you've got an advantage. <laughs> Using dust from his severed demon to open the portal to another world, Azra heads through to destroy the other dimension, Lara following after him to stop him. And then they end up just in, oh, well, just like in Luton or something. <laughs> and he immediately gets hit by a car, and then she has just stranded there and has to make life uh, go as an accountant or something. Sure. And that's it. And it's called The Regular Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that's my pitch. That's my favourite Will Smith movie. <laughs> the re- Welcome to regular Earth. <laughs> okay. It's not like that premium Earth. Uh, my pitch, I've got it written down as just a bunch of vague bullet points. I'm not going to read 
few vague bullet points. So I'll try and expunge on it as I go along. As long as it's not a rambling, incoherent mess like a certain pitch from Ghostbusters was. Look, right. <laughs> My Ghostbusters pitch, when sober, we've discussed this before, was the best pitch. It still wasn't, no. No, it was, though. Uh, and also, if it is a rambly, incoherent mess, the pitches have to be in-universe, so I technically should win. Uh, also, how the fuck... It- you meant to pitch something where you had no idea what was going on in the first place. <laughs> How are you meant to pitch a sequel to a movie where you had no fucking clue what happened? Golden Compass 2, Compass Harder. <laughs> oh, he's put his Compass Harder rule. So, I think that's that we've all used ours now, haven't we? I think so, yeah. I think so. That's it. So, Lyra's on the balloon flying to James Bond. They get shot out of the sky by the Magisterium, I guess. <laughs> So Lyra, the bear and the ferret and the cowboy have to trek across the Iceland on foot and they come to what they think is a friendly town but turns out it isn't and they fight their way out and it's cool probably. (laughs) Sam Elliott gets fatally wounded in the escape and gives Lyra his gun which is magic now because I said so and his hat and his moustache and she rides off on the bear to go and save James Bond. They save him. (laughs) <laughs> then the rest of the movie happens. <laughs> That's my favourite part. The rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Kidman shows up and she's like Dr. Claw because she doesn't show her face and she's like, I'll get you next time, Lyra. Next time. Uh, she doesn't. She, she looks like Dr. Claw because she's not Nicole Kidman no more. Because <laughs> her face got all messed up in the explosions at the end of the first one, so now she looks right. like Gary Busey. No, now she looks like <laughs> now she looks like Christopher Lee. Because why not? <laughs> and she, she's she killed. She got taller. She has killed and supplanted the real Christopher Lee for reasons. <laughs> so Bond and Lyra somehow managed to get back to London, With or, or as I now know it to be Oxford. Uh, <laughs> let's say the gypsies help them get there. Egyptians. Uh, so Bond can confront the Magisterium with... Uh, oh! Uh, no. Yeah. She, she's Christopher Lee now. Because she... Who, Lyra's Christopher no, Lee now? <laughs> no. Nicole, Nicole Kidman is now, is now Christopher Lee. Right. So, that, so she could order... Pizza. The ma- no, so she could, <laughs> so she had the power to order the magisterium. I would like a to large shoot the, pepperoni. This is a really fucking good twist that I've just come <laughs> up with. Go, go Shut on. up. <laughs> she, Nicole Kidman had got all exploded in the first movie. Now looks like Christopher Lee because magic in this universe. She looks like Christopher Lee because Christopher Lee has the power of the magisterium and has the power to order Lyra's balloon to get shot down in the first scene of the movie. Like I mentioned, boom, twist, sorted, wicked. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Daniel Craig's going to confront the Magisterium with, with whatever he's found out about the dust. What has he found out? I hear you cry. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so Lyra asks the compass, how do we get inside the building and the head uh, get to the head honchos and Derek Jacoby, I assume. Uh, and the compass, the compass tells her, uh, up arrow, eyes, cloud, look to the sky. 
And there's the witches again, Deus Ex Witch, who beat up the guards. And Lyra doesn't use her magic gun that she got from Sam Elliott. So why did he give her that in the first place? What? Don't know. Did she get a gun? Oh, yeah, she got a gun. Do you not remember? I'll go back and tell no, you. No, sorry, don't worry. Keep going. No, no, I'll go back, go back and tell you. Sam Elliott got fatally wounded in his escape uh, from the town that they thought was friendly, but isn't. He gave Lyra his gun, which is magic, because it is... <laughs> Right. Uh, and he also gave her his hat and his moustache. Are they also magic? Nope, they're Damn just it. regular hats and moustaches. Uh, <laughs> so the witches show up, Deus Ex Witch, she beat the guards up. Uh, Lyra doesn't use a magic gun, don't know why she got it. Uh, so they storm the gates, they reach Derek Jacoby, and then Saruman enters the room, and then the film ends. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it ends, they reach the magisterium, and then the movie ends, because the first one... Remember, listeners... In-universe sequels. So it's Golden Compass 2, Compass Harder. Freaky Friday 2, Freaky Friday Harder. Can we have the standard Freaky Friday scene where Nicole Kidman, Christopher Lee, goes to the toilet and goes, no, oh, no, I no, have no. a willy now. I think you're confused. <laughs> Nicole Kidman hasn't swapped places with Christopher Lee. She has, She's imitating him and supplanted the other one. The other one's dead. Oh, so she's somehow... She's on Oi, stilts. Christopher Lee. Yes. Well, don't mind me. He's dressed in magisterium robes, so she's got she's got paint cans on her feet. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lee's trademark click clock down. down <laughs> <the stage>. Yeah. <laughs> Just staggering. Once crown, once Julius, because he couldn't get matches. That's how he Just commands. Just mat crawling down the side of the pavement. It's how he commands a room because you always hear Christopher Lee entering. Everyone turns their head, stops what they're doing because they hear <laughs> as he walks towards the room. <laughs> oh, Christopher Lee! Oh, natural hessian. I love that colour. So, that was my that was my pitch. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for your pitches. Uh, they were enlightening <laughs> to how much we couldn't give a fucking shit about this film. It's beautiful. All right, all that's left then is to hand over to Ashley to give us our next movie. Hello, it's me. I am going to give you the next movie. I'm telling you the thing I'm doing, like the film we watched. <laughs> okay, but you can't actually tell us then. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right, so you need to actually tell us. In a month's time, we're going to be here, and we're going to be talking about frequently asked questions about time travel. Okay. Because uh -huh. it's a film that nobody a small has seen film that I like and I think more people should watch it. Back to the future. And it doesn't have big things about sequels, but I've already talked to you both about this and you said it's fine, so fine, fuck it. We're we're watching it. Look, if I set the bar how the duck, I think it's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, just try not to trip on it. <laughs> 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 you mean lovingly caress it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Enjoy. So, listeners, go away. What's the movie? Try and find a copy of that. Just type in, watch frequently, ask questions about time travel, online stream, oh. stream, hashtag gone sexual. That's the movie. Frequently yeah. ask questions about time travel. That's right, the title okay. of the movie. It's Chris... I thought you were just being facetious. Is I it... apologise. <laughs> Is it Chris O'Dowd? Chris O'Dowd's in it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember the movie, yeah. What, you mean the star of Home Alone 5, The Holiday Heist? No. No. <laughs> Who am I That's thinking Malcolm of Malcolm McDowell. Oh, one person. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, I think it's my bedtime, everybody. You know, Malcolm McDowell off of the It Crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
How did I get that so wrong? Holy shit. You know, Malcolm McDowell from Jurassic World 2. Oh, Moz, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go to bed now, then. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. I'll find us on Twitter if you want to ask us questions. Oh, Bye. Wait, no, there'll come back. Come back. There'll be a poll. There will be a poll. Twitter and at Full Starts Pod, and the old episodes are on YouTube. And vote for your favourite sequel. It is mine. And Podcoin <laughs> and Vaccination Shield and grr, Alabama, eh? Oh, bye bye. Politics. I right. cut that. Yeah, can you I... haven't got to cut that. It's not offensive. And we covered ourselves. It's fine. No, I just fucking hate it. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not offensive. Uh, true. I, I don't like it. it either. Oh, you loved it.